Hello class, and welcome to Point of Dew Academy. Someone wise once said that you learn something new every day, and in this series, one of us will teach the other about a topic they don't know much about. The teacher in this episode gives a brief lecture to the class, don't worry, it'll be fun, but the student must pay attention because there will absolutely be a quiz at the end. Today's lesson, on her 36th birthday, Lady Gaga. Grab your backpacks, marble notebooks, and don't forget to give your teacher a piece of fruit. I also accept fruit snacks because class is in session. Morning, Mr. Gervasi. Shut up, class. No, I'm just <laughs> Can you imagine? I would be a horrible teacher. No, I wouldn't be a horrible teacher. But, um, Runs, you you coming in late. Good morning. Shut the hell up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think I, I I do think I could be a good teacher, but um, that is not the path that I've chosen. But today I will be talking. I'm so excited. It's Lady Gaga's 36th birthday. You all know how much I love her, and I will be talking about my experience with Lady Gaga and how I've, you know, grown up listening to her music. Um, I do just want to point out that these Point of View Academy Edition episodes will run about 30 minutes. They're going to be shorter than normal episodes. We love that. So back in picture Little Nick, just a, just a grape on a vine at the time, um, 11 years old, sitting at a stoplight hearing just dance for the first time at least that's how i remember it because i don't i i have a memory of being in a stop sign or a stoplight i don't know if it was the first time but i was in the back seat i was 11 and i was like wow what a bop but it was just a song on the radio so i was like okay whatever and then poker face came out and i was like wow what a bop oh and it's by this same artist lady gaga but like it's just a song it's like i like two of her songs and then Love Game came out, and I was like, okay, this is a pattern now. I was like, I like all three of these songs. So I was like, I'm going to um, start listening to this artist. So my parents, well, first of all, let me just say quickly that I had I was graduating elementary school. So this is like Little Nick. Um, my parents got me an iPod Nano, um, the colorful ones, uh, for my graduation, and I put... This is when you had to buy songs on iTunes. I put Just Dance, Poker Face, and Love Game, not Love Game on it and just listened to those three songs on repeat. Um, we, we took a train ride that day, and I just listened to them on repeat. But the I remember the day that I became a Lady Gaga fan, actually. Um, and I will tell the story quickly, and then you can ask any or add your commentary. But So I was watching I don't did you like watch TV shows with your family growing up like game shows like American Idol and like Dancing with the Stars uh yes we watched uh we watched America's Got Talent and then when we were a little mm. bit old we watched the TV show Castle 
Oh, my dad loved that show. It's a great show. Um, yeah, but so anyways, I was one of the shows we watched was Dancing with the Stars, and the musical guest for this the finale was Lady Gaga, and she sang Just Dance as the first song, and I was like, I this is that artist that I really like. I, that was incredible. I was also punished that week for some reason. I don't remember what I did, <laughs> but I wasn't allowed to use the computer, which would have been fine had the second song she performed in the night not been past my bedtime. So not only did I not get to watch her sing Love Game, but I didn't get to watch it on YouTube the next day. I had to wait a full week. So I was like, Mom, what was she wearing? And my mom was like, well, her hair was like kind of similar, but it wasn't as long. And she was wearing a red bodysuit. And then when I watched it a week later, I was like, Mom, that was pink. It wasn't red. And if they didn't know then <laughs> that there was something going on. Um, a fandom, a little bit of a fandom. Oh, I was going to say like a little fruity. Um, but so that was my first experience with Lady Gaga when I was 11 years old. Um, and then later 12, I think, because 2009. Um, that was when she was promoting The Fame, which was her first album. Um, a celebration of the scene she came up in, really, kind of the underground New York club scene. Um, where, you know, when she was a late teenager. Um Aside from also being a marriage of pop art and music that's commercial, it celebrates the inner sense of fame. That's how she describes it, the inner sense of fame within all of us that she knew she had and that we all have before she was a celebrity. Um, and I think it's funny because the, a, a quick side note is Jimmy Iovine, who was on American Idol um, and signed her, said that she came into his office, you know, dark hair, um, Italian girl from New York talking about like pop culture and Andy Warhol and just making music pop music commercial and he said she confused me so much i signed her so <laughs> wow <laughs> so it was a long spiel couple questions one yes jimmy Iovine was on american idol and he signed her was she on american idol no no but he he's just like a he was a record label executive okay um for interscope records um and he was also a mentor on american idol but two okay. separate things i just some people might know him from that. And um, the the album, the, the, we were just talking about the first album, right? Called The Fame? The Fame. Yeah, The Fame. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I, I'm so nervous I'm going to get test anxiety with this quiz coming up. So I'm just going to be asking all <laughs> no, these I questions. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And you can like ask first because like, like questions about like my experience with it too if you want. That's not like on it. But I, I think I like hearing about people's passions. So that's how I'm trying to tailor this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but anyways, so fast forward 2009, and now I, like, know the singles, and Paparazzi had come out, but her new album, The Fame Monster, which was supposed to be a re-release of The Fame, was coming out. And basically, um, so it ended up being its own thing because there were enough songs on it that it was, like, it can be its own album, and it was, like, the darker side of fame. She tailored each of the songs to a different fear that she had. Um, some of them just, you know, that I wrote off the top of my head were love, sex, men alcohol death just like things that she not fear because like she wasn't like oh i fear all men obviously but you know just things that she was afraid of at the time especially as she was going through you know she had only been famous really a year um but that album came out i went after swimming practice um my dad took me to fye because i really wanted to get the album and i bought it and i played it on my spongebob stereo like 
ran it into the ground basically like i i remember falling asleep to listening to that listening to the fame monster some notable songs from that album bad romance telephone alejandro so a lot of people know those but that was my experience with the fame monster it was also my first time seeing lady gaga and going to a concert i was 12 years old my mom took me it's like she regrets it to this day because (laughs) it was you know not the place for a 12 year old and she knew i think you know she had a feeling going in but she were you in the pit no, no, no. no. I, we were in just load seating, but just what she was saying and what she was doing, sure. um, a lot of it was provocative, to sure. say the least. Um, yes, but that was my first concert, was the Monster Ball, which was an iconic tour that she put on. A lot of fans would say it was her most iconic um, tour, and it lasted 200 dates. It went from November 27th, and I know this off the top of my head. Um, this is my useless information. November 27th, 2009 to May 6th, 2011, right before the Born This Way era started. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not going to ask you dates. Don't okay, worry. This please, is not like, okay. we are not trying to please draw out a timeline. ourselves like of... just for our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So, um, but Born This Way, literally, so that's the third album, was the most fun era to be a part of because I was 13. So, like, I was just, you know, you know, you're becoming a teenager, like, or you are a teenager now, I guess. But it's just, like, it was my first album that I was, like, so, like, from the start. Like, I knew the title before, like, when she announced it at the VMAs in her meat dress. Um, she would share, during the Monster Ball tour, supporting the Fame Monster, she'd share, like, oh... She shared a song title with fans backstage, and, like, we'd all go on Gaga Daily and be like, oh, like, this song, like, what, we, she said there's gonna be, like, 18 to 19 songs. Can you explain what Gaga Daily is? Oh, it's just a a fan site. Okay. It's just, like, Lady Gaga fan site, but, like, we'd all talk, like, and I wasn't even talking at the time. I was, like, didn't know what a forum was. I'd just read it and think it was random people on the internet, because I guess that's what it was. Um, But I remember being, when the, like, specifically... Let me back up. When the I remember it was New Year's Eve, so going to be January 1st, 2011, and she posted a picture of herself on her rooftop in New York with the, it said the single, 2-11-11, and the album, 5-23-11. So, like, I, I remember that moment, and also just everything about that album release was so fun for me. Like, I remember the getting the album cover and just being like enthralled by it just like i printed it out because apparently that's what i did in those days like i didn't just screenshot i guess screenshotting wasn't a thing back in 2011 but i printed it out and like brought it places with me and just like stared at it which is i was so excited and this is a funny anecdote it was the first album that so like the fame monster came out and i got it and i hadn't really thought about this too much but i was like oh my god Born This Way is definitely going to have an explicit sticker on it. And I was like, I'm not going to be allowed to get it. And I was devastated. Like, I literally wrote a letter on my birthday saying, all I want for for my birthday is the ability to buy Born This Way myself. Like, I just, I want to be allowed to get it. And my mom said she would, she was like, not if it's explicit. And I was like, what the hell? So I called the night before like the week before born this way came, the album came out because i learned that walmart didn't sell explicit albums and they had it on their website so i called multiple walmarts like so i hear you don't like and i probably got like the teenage receptionist or like teenage cashier you know they're like i hear you don't sell explicit albums but like 
I know that you're, it says on your website, this is like a 13-year-old calling, that Born This Way is going to be sold there. Like, do you know if it's explicit? And they were probably, they were like, no. Like, it's not explicit. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and mind you, this was when my OCD was starting, so certainty was not something that I was going to achieve. I was like, are you sure, though? And I called multiple times. Yeah. So that's my Born This Way story. You can tell Nick is really passionate about this because he hasn't inhaled since the start of this episode. Yeah, do you have any, like, do you have any, like, experiences, like, like, similar to this with, like, things that you're excited about that you want to share? Or, like, I know Teach Me's are more, like, one-sided talking, but. Yeah, Academy episodes will definitely be more. Uh, yes. When I host my own Academy episode, I will definitely, I'm sure I'll have one. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I have some topics that I'm probably going to bring up for Academy episodes, but I'm going to wait until my episode. Yeah, well, I, I, I just wanted to see if you know there was anything you wanted to add yeah but um i like this i I want to i I, I know that you love lady gaga and ever since i've known you i've known that that to be the truth but it's been it's cool to hear its origins yeah of course um so the next part of lady gaga's career that i this honestly i think this is the part i'm most excited to talk about because it really shows her intelligence and i wrote something on it before so i have notes in front of me um, but it's the art pop era, which you guys have heard me talk about, throw that title around before. Um, it was like her stroke of, ge- I mean, she is very, very intelligent in all the work that she puts out, but it was like her stroke of genius era. Um, and also the era that made the media, the at the time the media just decided she's no longer relevant. Like, she's just going to be a target of like, we're just going to shit on her, basically. Like, the media does that to to celebrities all the time. Like, honestly, right now, Someone decided that Katy Perry's no longer relevant, even though she's making great songs. Like you'd never hear her new stuff, and it's it's unfortunate because she's she's very talented, and I like what she's putting out. But um, anyways, that was the era for Lady Gaga. It was like she's over, she's a flop basically. But the concept of the album and it made her record label actually decide that they didn't want to work with her. They were like, we don't like this, we don't understand it. We're just gonna her not her record label, excuse me, her manager left her. He was just like, she wasn't a cash cow for him anymore. Like, he could cash in somewhere else. Um, But the concept was, she called it a reverse Warholian experience. So Andy Warhol, he had this, at the time, crazy idea of putting pop into art. So putting the soup can on the canvas. I don't know if you've seen, like, the the soup can art. But she thought, let's put this, let's, what if we put the soup can, or put the canvas back onto the soup can? So it's like the opposite of that. And what she meant by that was taking these iconic art pieces, which would be the canvas, and putting them into, on the soup can, and the soup can um, symbolizes, like, pop culture. So, like, let's take these classic art pieces and put them into pop culture. Um, So, classic art pieces being the Mona Lisa, the Venus, the birth of Venus, um, all different types of Picassos. She put that into her music and into her visuals. So it was a combination of rave culture and also works of historic art, which sounds, you know, just as weird as it as somebody saying, let's take a soup can and put it onto a canvas. Like, right? Like, it wasn't... People were like, I don't get it. But she's... Really, that's been what she's done the whole time in, with her career. She's made herself the canvas, but now the canvas was kind of on her. And when I say canvas, again, she meant like those... She was taking classic pieces of historic art and putting them into her work um what there were many references to greek culture um or greek mythology and roman mythology 
um, in the music and in the visuals. You can actually see, I believe it's the statue of Persephone on the back of the album cover, as or not the back, it's in the background of the album cover, as well as the birth of Venus, also on the album cover. Some of the notable songs on that album, Applause, Do What You Want with Christina Aguilera, and GUI, which is like my in my top five and has a bunch of references even the music video to uh greek and roman mythology um it's like a top five really top five song for me of hers and it flopped for our sins um (laughs) but it also do you have any questions first because i want to i'm gonna say something else about the album keep going yeah okay so the album for me really really so there's a lyric my art pop could mean anything inspired by art and pop existing together in the way that they could on this album, how I explained before, it helped me fight the OCD theme of perfectionism that I was going through in high school, because that was when this album came out, sophomore year of high school. Um, Maybe, so what I would think was, and it really, really, really helped me, um, maybe my interpretation of this line in the book my class is reading isn't wrong because it's not what the author meant, or it's not what the teacher's looking for. So, it helped me view mm. the world in gray more. And, like, obviously I'm not just going to put, like, wrong answers, but really a book and art is open to interpretation, but also it helped me not be so rigid in my thinking. Mm. Um, so I really, really love art pop. And the, the art pop ball, Art Rave the Art Pop Ball, was the tour for it. It was the most fun I've had at a Lady Gaga show. It was so cool. And it's just, that album is just now being recognized as, like, wow, that was a moment in, like, pop music culture that's just it's now being appreciated but it was heavily scrutinized at the time mm-hmm. sure how many lady gaga shows have you been to i would say i think seven now if you count the rehearsal of tony bennett and lady gaga show oh wow but like official shows shows would be six but i'm going to the chromatica ball soon so i'm excited about that yes um they finally gave you a but, date yes finally august 19th be there um I just want to point out that I'm not, I'm skipping over the jazz eras as well as A Star Is Born era just in the sake of time. I'm just going to focus on her solo albums. So this next one, Joanne, was very interesting as well. She's never, she never does the same thing twice as you guys can probably imagine, but came out when I was a freshman in college and was quite literally the soundtrack to that year. Um, It was very stripped down in the eyes of many. People were like, oh, she's dressing normal now. She's just wearing it like... It was country-inspired, Americana-themed, and she promoted it, a lot of it, with a t-shirt and ripped jeans, or ripped jean shorts, and a pink country hat. At the same time, and she said this, it was, yet it was so gaga. Like, she mentioned that she felt the world at that time owned her image, because they're like, oh, she, like, the blonde, you know, crazy outfits that were a part of her art form, like, that's, she felt like the world owned her, so she said, what was more shocking continuing you know her shock value what's more shocking than lady gaga in a uniform so she was literally wearing white t-shirts with embroidered lady gaga on the breast jean ripped shorts and the pink um the pink country hat but it was really cool to have that album going into college because my you know i was going through some friend issues at the time also living at living away from home for the first time and i really i loved that i loved going to college and my first semester was actually interesting as it was rocky for like i've mentioned friend reasons but living alone i actually did really well on and i was proud of myself for that but having that album and the album was described by mark ronson who you might know from uptown funk and also some work he's done with miley cyrus and many others but he he 
produced the album and he called it like a warm hug it it deals a lot with family her um her family issue like issues that they've had just in terms of her aunt joanne who the album's named after also lady gaga's middle name um died of lupus when she was 19 years old um and that's been a source of trauma for her family so she she said she wrote the album to heal her dad um but oh wow she also did some wild things that era so uh, she also t- i just want to mention too she talked about like the album being putting on a hat putting on someone else's hat and walking in their shit for a little while that's how she said it um but she did some wild things that era too like she jumped off a stadium the roof of a stadium she this was the tour was the, a spectacle this was during like for the halftime show right the yes, super bowl yes. halftime show Yes, Super Bowl Fifty One. She didn't um, just jump off, but the, the tour was a... for, for for the sake of it. She no, 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 no. And it would, believe it or not, it was her sister's idea to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but her sister Natalie. But the tour was a massive spectacle. Like you wouldn't have known it was her stripped down tour. There were v- bridges that came down from the ceiling. She added a few fan favorites that weren't singles from the past that were like just not necessarily you wouldn't necessarily think would fit with that album, but they went really well. Um. And she also, um, my fun story was I got to come home for the Super Bowl and watch it. I wanted to watch it at home, the halftime show. And I made cupcakes for each album. And in true Nick fashion, I bought a Patriots jersey, customized. So it was Patriots on the front. On the back, the number was 51 for Super Bowl 51. And it said Gaga as the name. And it was really funny to wear. It was funny to wear around campus because people would be like, They'd see it and they'd think like sports, you know, and I'd be like, "Oh, I I know nothing about about the Patriots. <laughs> I watched the halftime show." Maybe but that the will fact be that my the Patriots were in Academy it. Academy episode, sports. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, if you want it to be the general um, but concept I was... of sports. <laughs> <laughs> so you throw a football, um, no, <laughs> and you swing a bat. Uh, but yeah, that was really fun for me um, to look back. I think at the time it, it was 2016, so it had been like eight years of Lady Gaga um, in my life. But yeah, that was really fun. And the Super Bowl, it was one thing I love about Lady Gaga doing major events like that is she gets slept on a lot, I think. But like people, when she does like something like that, or A Star Is Born, or House of Gucci, or when she sang at the Oscars, or sang at the presidential. Um, inauguration of Joe Biden like people rave about like all of her albums went number one through five that week on iTunes and it was just like so cool to see and the amount of texts I got from that day and on the inauguration like made me feel seen too because everyone thought of me like all of my friends and like colleagues texted me and they're like did you see that she's you know doing the inauguration she did so well and I'm like no I didn't see it no I obviously saw it um <laughs> but so that's something that I really enjoy about being a lady gaga fan um but the last album i will talk about came out when i was friends with you you knew me during this album cycle although we weren't really together when you were friends with me back in when we were friends right (laughs) no no we are no i meant you were friends with me then (laughs) you weren't friends with me i'm just kidding yeah when joanne came out we we didn't know each other right um but um chromatica came out as i was graduating college so it was the first single came out february 28th that was the day that george called you a bitch for saying that he, <laughs> when he was like i was like george are you gonna watch the new music video he was one of our supervisors and he goes where do you watch that um mtv and what did you call him old right 
I said, oh, George, we live in the 21st century. All music videos come out on YouTube now, not VH1. And he looked at me and goes, that was bitch, rolled his eyes and walked away. <laughs> that was, it was too good. Um, but basically, Chromatica is the album that I most relate to. Um, it's a metaphor for how she sees the world. Um, in it, everything exists on a spectrum. So a point on a sine wave, um, to give an example. Um, no two people in this worldview are the same. No one thing is greater than another. Um, the sine wave is also just in, you know, in life is a symbol uh, for music. And this album, like the sine wave, like the mathematical sine wave, you know, the music all sounds extremely upbeat. Like all of it is dance music. It's like dance floor music that we were supposed to dance to until the pandemic hit. But she talks about how the album healed her because if you listen to the lyrics, they're very grave, but also hopeful, which is really cool. Like I encourage, honestly, I, if, if you take one thing out of this episode, listeners, is to listen to that album while looking at the lyrics because there's a lot of hope in them, but there's a lot of really personal lyrics in there. 911 is one of my favorites. It's a brilliant song. Her meta- it's a metaphor for what happens during her own mental struggles, namely when she has this is kind of graphic, but no concept of her body or mind as a result of a a traumatic event that occurred in her lifetime. She now has, and Justin, you'll be interested in this because you you talked about wanting to study this once. She has like neuropathic pain basically because of it. So it's physical pain in her body, but it stems through her mind. This was two years ago we were talking about this, but I was like, oh, she did a a talk. uh, She gave a speech or a, she had a discussion with Oprah about it and it was really cool to see and just talking about radical acceptance. But 911 is her experience with that and also her experience taking um, her prescribed medication. But it's a really fun, cool song that I relate to a lot. Um, Same with like Rain On Me is I'd rather, the lyrics, I'd rather be dry, but at least I'm alive, is very much like, I'd rather not be in this situation, but I'm, it's what's being presented to me. I'm going to take it and I'm going to do my best with it. In the music video, um, there are knives raining down on her and she gets hit with one. Like there's one like in her hip. Um, That song was, as you know, Ariana Grande's on it. And she was specifically like Lady Gaga wanted her to be on that song for the reason that she... Ariana Grande went through a very traumatic experience in front of the world where her concert was bombed and fans died as a result in Manchester. So that that was two women to co- coming together and celebrating um, their resilience, really, and saying that it's okay to cry. That's another um, me- uh, another message of Rain On Me. But um, I talked... Yeah, and I talked about, like, the physical pain that she experiences as a result, but she talks about, like, in this music, like, She's going to dance. The music's going to heal her. Sign from Above is um, a song about that with Elton John, but it's spelled S-I-N-E, the sine wave, meaning music for music healing her. Um, is that one the one that Ryan to... Tedder helped right? Yes. Yes, yes. that is. Um, it's a really good song. But uh, she also talks about, like, okay, I've been handed this. What am I going to do with it? Like, this shit. Um, basically... That's where Born This Way Foundation comes in. She said her goal is to get a mental health professional in every single school in the country so we can heal what she's calling a mental health crisis. Um, And that's one of the reasons she founded um, Born This Way Foundation with her mom, Cynthia. So I really admire that. And as you know, I'm someone who really appreciates mental health awareness. And I just think it's really cool that she really, like she's mentioned before, like she wants to get 
the smartest doctors in the world in a room and solve this crisis because it's worse than we've ever seen. There's always been mental health issues and we didn't speak about them as much, but I think my personal belief is with the stimulation in the world right now, um, just with social media and, you know, like just the competitiveness, like we've, we've never been worse in terms of our mental health and that's something that we need to fix. So yeah. I really admire her for that. And the album is great. The visuals are so cool. I'm so excited to celebrate it at the tour. Um, but yeah, that is the life of singer, songwriter, fashion, icon, um, philanthropist, Nick Gervasi. No, um, Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's awesome. In a nutshell. That's awesome. I like how you questions. organized it too with, by each album. And I mean, that makes sense that's how I see- chronologically it's like that's how she that's her timeline it's her career timeline right but yes that makes a lot of sense yes and it's how yeah and it's how i um like honestly i remember my life in like my own life i'm like oh that was when art pop came out like i was in high school like it's just soundtrack <laughs> when you like and there's something to be said about like standing a, uh having a favorite artist like every time i go to a lady gaga show i meet one of the kindest people in the world like just in in line Right. It's so cool. So it I really is I, I love it. The 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 monsters, yes. right? The little monsters they call The little monsters, them? yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what does um, she and refer I'm so to ex- herself as with that, with that? Mother monster. Mother I monster. think that that was a and she has a tattoo actually of a monster paw, the sign of the fan base on her back, but it's like holding her heart. Like she doesn't have the ta- the heart tattooed, but it's right behind her heart, so it's like her fans are holding her. Oh up. wow. That's awesome. Um so yeah. And yeah. I love taking people to Obviously, the Chromatica Ball is a little late, but I anybody that wants to go with me to one of her shows, I love taking people because I think it's like just such a fun experience to show. I think one of the coolest things you can do for someone is showing someone a piece of your life. It's like showing them a piece of your heart. So like that's what I love to do. Sure. Who are you going to Chromatica Ball with? Myself, because uh. <laughs> I only bought one ticket. Because my friend, I love taking yeah. people to her shows. I'm going by myself, and I only bought myself a ticket. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going with my friend Matt, who I met at her Las Vegas residency, Enigma. Um, but he had to sell his ticket. Um, for we were gonna meet there. We bought our ticket separately. Um, he had to sell his ticket. Um, and we also didn't think the show was happening because of COVID. And now he repurchased a ticket, but he lives in Texas now, so he's going to the Texas show. So I will meet friends. Don't gotcha. worry. Like okay. I, I will, I will be very happy. Um, and next next show, maybe we'll do a point of do episode at the show. Yeah, uh, behind the behind the but, behind the scenes backstage. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Should we get to this quiz? I I, yeah. I think I have a good a good understanding. I hope. I mean, we're about to find out, but let's see what this. I think you're gonna get a five out of five, honestly. Okay, I really hope so. Okay, ready? So, and f- I want. I think fan, uh, fans. We don't have fans. Um, our fans. Listeners. Yeah, why not? Why, well, why okay, don't we okay. Fans? I don't know. That sounds pretentious. No, it does. Our little podsters. Our little podsters. H. <laughs> Deucers. That's when everybody just clicked off. Yeah, <laughs> little doosters. Um. Anyways, name one of the famous art pieces that Lady Gaga drew creativity from when writing art pop. Uh, Birth of Venus. Yep. That was good. Thank you. I'm going to post you. these on our story, too, to see. Okay, yeah. Um, which album was Lady Gaga promoting when she headlined the Super Bowl? When she headlined? Uh, Joanne. 
Yes. And you asked a clarifying question there, so that was funny. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because I said, well, because all I said was she jumped off the roof during the Joanne era. Right, right. But I didn't say what it was, and you clarified, which was great. Name a fear that Lady Gaga manufactured one of her fame monster songs around. I'm going to say two, but they might both be correct. Love and men. Love and men. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Others were alcohol, suffocation, not in the literal sense, although I would also be afraid of that in the literal sense, but more of like just, you know, being, you know, when someone says, oh, they're suffocating, they like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, good. You're three for right, three. I'm so feeling far. good. I'm feeling good. Okay. My, you're going to, you're going to get this. Kind of you're going to get this one. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I wasn't trying to make them easy or hard. I was just trying to make them like really, um, like meaningful questions but like representative of her career and her art. So what mathematic symbol represents the world of Chromatica as well as the album? Like a, like the sine wave? Yes. Does that count? Okay, yes. yeah. Yes. No no that's that's the answer. That's and okay. if you look at the if you look at the Chromatica symbol, which is on the back of my shirt actually. Oh yeah, Nick's wearing a Chromatica shirt, by the way. Pink a bright yes. pink Chromatica yes. shirt. Yep. Yeah, it says stupid love on it before yeah. before we knew what so when I when I ordered this no one I don't think we knew what this was the sine wave cuz yeah. the title hadn't been announced yet or maybe it had I don't know. Um last one. This one's kind of hard but not really. On her first maybe it's really easy. On her first album Lady Gaga wrote about an inner sense of what? Oh my this is this is hard. Um It is but it's also not hard. Can you repeat it? And you'll understand. On her first album, hint, which was first the album, fame. Lady Gaga wrote about an inner sense of what? An inner sense of... Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be correct. Don't it's think called, too hard about it. It's called the fame, so like being famous and like identity or inner sense of identity or acceptance of self. Do you want to lock in an answer? You're, you're going too much into it. Ugh. I'll just say, I'll just say an inner sense of self. Okay, you had it beforehand. Oh, okay. It was fame. Oh, fame. Okay, all right. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't. It's just I, literally I, just inner sense. I get half credit. I'll say you get a half a point for right. that. So sure. four point five out of five. My grade is a yeah, ninety. That that's I'll a ninety, it. which is an A minus. It take an. That's a-. an A minus. We love that. I got an A minus in Lady Gaga. All right. Can I yes, get, I love that a, for you. Can I get a plaque or something that says that? Like a certificate? I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have to make that a part of like the episode, like <laughs> the episode poster or something. We, need, like, a poster we should do that, report cards. Yeah, that keeps track of our grades for each topic. That, should, that would be great. That's actually a really fun idea. I like that a lot. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. This was fun. I, I'm glad I learned. I actually learned so much about Lady Gaga and your experience in her fandom and uh, her experience writing all of her albums. So thank you. This was great. You're welcome. Thank you. And if Lady Gaga, if you're listening, um, I'd love a seventh one soon. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um, I did get to, guys, I did get to talk to her once in my lifetime, and it was the, like one of the most special five minutes of my life. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my name's Nick Gervasi. And I'm Justin Dew. You can reach us at our email, pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com, or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm slash forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pointofdewpodcast and Twitter at pointofdew. 
If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, <laughs> we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, H. H. Paper, we wrote down our